Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are listening to the Dope Black Moms podcast. I'm delighted to have Jasmine Richards here, uh, founder of StoryMix and Dope Black Mom of two. Welcome to the podcast. Woo, Hello. <laughs> Great to have you here. We've been trying to do this for a little while, so I'm glad that we've uh, managed to connect. Yeah, that's why I'm whooping. I'm Yay. like, yeah, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. So much going on for you. I just really wanted to understand basically how you're doing it all. So mom of two, business owner, author, just life feels very, very rich. How is this working for you? Oh my goodness. Um, it's also like 9 p.m. when we're recording this and it's at the end of the first day of my kids going back to school so off the back of the summer holidays which has just been the most ridiculous juggle but also um, my kids are age six and nine yeah like they've been the best company as well so it's been (laughs) it's been really strange because in other years where it's just about keeping them alive right and fed Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. summer and high five High five for that. For that, winning, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, this year, for the first year, I don't know, it felt less about that and more about just hanging out with them as people and following their interests and kind of being a team. And it might be off the back of homeschooling and stuff as well. So yeah. this understanding they have about, you know, mummy's got some work to do, but then we're going to go to the park or then we're going to, you know, do these other things. I don't know. I just... They were just so fab over this summer, but it was also so hard. So hard. Yeah. But they feel like they're in the room with you now, as in like they're in the game rather than being so young. Yes. Um, the needs are so high that yes. now we're a bit older. We have a bit more autonomy. We can be like, yeah, okay, yeah, mum's got a bit of work and then we're going to go to the park. Cool. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know um, about your kids, but my, certainly my son, who's nine, has got strong opinions on my business as well. Yeah. So I was negotiating a deal and I can't go into the specifics <laughs> of that, but the deal fell over. And um, one of our things that I, me and my son do is watch Dragon's Den. And he was a bit like, you just went in too hard, mummy. Love it. Love it. No, my, I would never, I mean, I'm going to say this now and hopefully no actors are listening. In in my day job, I'm a talent agent. And uh, sometimes me and my son do breakdowns, do auditions together. And I'm like, so who do you think, like, think of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Who do you think would work in this? Or who do you think looks really like a superhero? And, um, and you, well, no, I sit there and think, I think it's fun. But if my actors ever knew this is how you know, the, the difference between you getting a call from Marvel or not, you know, it's down to a six year old's opinion of do you think you look, you know, like a superhero? Yeah. But, but that's the yeah. best thing about kids, isn't it? And I would say this both as um, a mother and as someone who creates content for children is their honesty. So there is no sort of you can't uh, pad the thing out, you know, when it comes to storytelling or any kind of content for kids like they're not the ones who've spent the money, right? They haven't paid the subscription to Netflix. They haven't spent the seven ninety nine to buy the book. So if you haven't grabbed their attention. 
they're switching it off or they're putting the book down and so, that is like a unique pressure it, it is it's so brutally honest and it's yeah. really refreshing isn't it because in my day job again talent agent everyone's really nice everyone's yes. really nice to me it's like publishing. they want jobs yeah. Yeah. yeah and everyone's really nice um in general because they either want to be represented by me or if I phone them they think I'm calling them with a job or something fun mm. so everyone like it's really quite heightened yes. so then when I do come home and the kids are like you smell or it's <laughs> disgusting <laughs> I'm like brilliant thank you thank you for telling Thanks. me honestly because I'm never quite sure if I actually am funny do you yes. know what I mean like like clients yes. and everyone at work just kind of everything feels a bit heightened so I I love that I yeah. love that I agree I love that about children so Honestly, though, real talk, how are you doing it all? Do you have any magic answers? <laughs> okay, so how am I doing it all? Okay, well, what I'm going to say straight away is I'm not doing it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is really, uh, I don't know, it's not funny. Word is not funny. But I don't know if you know that saying about cobbler's children always having like holes in their shoes, right? <laughs> so... Um, my whole thing is about reading and reading for pleasure is the keys to education and open up opportunity and all of this stuff because reading is what transformed my life. You know, I grew up in social housing, but happened to live near a library and the proximity to that library and the fact that I was a reader is the reason why I'm here right now. So I go to schools, I speak to parents, I'm like, read with your children. Even if they're 10 or 11, sit down and read with your children. Am I reading with my children? (laughs) I'm too tired. I'm too tired. My husband reads, reads with my kids or sometimes or oftentimes that doesn't happen at all. So I'm not doing it all. There's no way I'm doing it all. I take shortcuts with food. We have Mm. this thing called, um, call it baby tapas and what that basically means is anything in the fridge cut up into small bits and put on the plate and my mum's like where's the hot why don't they have a hot dinner I'm like didn't they get a hot dinner at school like I've surely only one hot meal a day counts like it's fine (laughs) I love a good mum hack I allow myself one frozen pizza a week yeah as my as my cheat easy meal yeah and and I and I don't feel guilty about it yeah, like there's so many, um, so many things like that. And this sounds, I um, because I sort of grew up in a working class background, there's some things that feel peak bougie, right, <laughs> that have taken a while for me to accept. But one of the things I do for me and my husband, and we have it two nights a week, is there a, there's a lady who lives near us who cooks, who cooks for families, right? And she cooks really delicious healthy food are you about to say you have a personal chef is that, <laughs> is that what's happening right now no no no. she's a woman who cooks right that's i'm just gonna that's, okay. that's as far yeah. as i'm gonna go right and she just comes with the with the four meals on a monday mm-hmm. and she drops off so that's a hack because wow yeah i know that's I brilliant know. Do, do you know what i've i have got a cleaner my battle with myself, the understanding I've come to with myself is she comes every other week because yes. every week would be too luxurious and too yes. bougie. But every other week, I'm like, this is a great helping hand. And but every you... time I'm like, yes. yes. But She's Nina, here. Nina, I've got <laughs> yeah. a friend, a really good friend. She has the cleaner come like three times a week, right? Woo! 
money to do a whip around like just okay. to like clear the table so they leave they leave really early in the morning she's got a very hardcore job in the city um her husband also does the kids are leaving so she gives herself permission and, and to be to fair, they it. have the income as well but she works yeah. very hard okay but so that when they come home the breakfast all the breakfast stuff isn't still out like it's a fresh start wow. and that's how she gets through the week but I see I could never give myself permission to do that and I wonder no, no, if it's I've... black women uh, even if we can afford it do we give ourselves permission to do certain things? No, no, no. I've, I've just allowed myself to do every other week and mm. I can't tell my mother-in-law. So <laughs> I've, I've kind of half given myself permission, but I still feel embarrassed about it. I know. Yeah, that's so interesting. I love hearing how people are doing it all because I don't, I agree. I don't think it's possible to do it all. And no. I think by doing it all, you are missing out on something. You know, yeah. whether you're doing it all means you're at every sports day mm. you're not at every work meeting whether yeah. you're at every work meeting you're missing you know you're missing making and baking or you know making yeah. fresh cakes for cultural evening or whatever it is yeah. something yeah. something um something drops but I like to hear other people's hacks because it's just you know it gives me inspiration yeah that's good that's good that's good to hear um so with this balancing act and with this rich life, when it all crumbles, as it inevitably does, mm. what do you do to pick yourself up? I mean, I personally find it really difficult. I feel I have a high-powered job and I find motherhood much more difficult. Mm. I go to work for a break and I find... I find it really difficult. I find it really, really hard. And I'm just always interested in those moments where you're on the ground and it always feels like, you know, you're on the bathroom floor mm. and it all feels impossible. And we've got so much to do. And you also have obviously little people depending on you. Mm. How do you, how do you pull it together? And also what, what do you kind of, what do the children see? And, and how do you reconcile with that? In terms of like picking myself up, I think I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I have got family, so that if I'm in a real bind in terms of childcare, so my so so I think one of the the tensions in 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 my household is my husband's job is uh, he he's a doctor. He's actually a transplant surgeon, right? Yeah. So whenever there is a childcare emergency it's I've got to do this thing and he's like I've got to save some I'm saving lives literally yeah Yeah. that trumps everything never gonna win (laughs) never gonna win um but luckily for me his sisters in particular are like it's okay we've got we've got your back and we've got our brothers back actually because he can't be there to do this thing but we want to see you thrive and make sure you can do what you need to do so I feel very lucky about that and I used to um, or we used to live out in the sticks so when everyone during the pandemic was moving to the countryside we actually moved back closer to London and closer to family Um, and there were a few reasons for that it was to do with work but it was also just the fact that my business was really taking off I just needed more support you know, I needed to be closer to family because you it really does take a village, right? You yeah. 
you need you need the help so when I'm really up against it it's calling in family that is what makes the difference yeah yeah and well done for being able to do that and obviously everybody listening family can come from everywhere of course and found family as well yes brilliant and I think I think the main thing is just asking isn't it it's so easy to sit there and struggle and and it's so easy to be on your own and then obviously when you do that if I find myself doing that it always feels worse doesn't it it kind of gets on top of you and everything then feels impossible but the second you ask kind of the weight is lifted and my shoulders feel lighter and even if it's just a phone call or a FaceTime or whatever that assistance, however that village comes up to uh, show up. To support. Yeah. It instantly feels better. And I think it's just kind of asking. What I'm trying to do now is trying to preempt to kind of uh, crisis. prevent, yeah. Yeah, prevent yes. burnout, prevent crisis, prevent yes. um, getting into those situations. Because again, if you're working full time mm. and you've got um, a job that you love, so often time is, um, is a tricky one, that it, it, can, um, it can all get a bit too, too easy to get overwhelming. And that's what I have to be careful about. I haven't worked out how to do that. So if you work it out, <laughs> if you work it out, tell me. I have not got that work-life balance yeah. thing. It's, it's, a sort of running, it's a running joke with myself. Um, on the Monday, I'd read somewhere, you know, on Monday, block out a bit. You know, I work for myself, right? So I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this. So block out some time to go to the to the gym, to go swimming, to do something. Every Monday, it's blocked out in my diary. So mm. no other meetings are booked then. And instead, what happens is, look at this. I have um, a free Monday morning just to get all that stuff done that I can't get done because I'm having meetings. I don't go to the gym, yeah. right? And I know I should be putting myself first because if I don't, the whole thing falls down. Like I need to be, I need to be there for my kids. I need to be there for my business. So many reasons why I should be putting myself first, but I find it very difficult. That is a work in progress, definitely. Is there anything that you, anything you love that you can also do whilst running or do some like, tricep dips or some press-ups for the showers any way to kind of work it into life I basically live my life through work that's the mm. only way I'm finding some sort of mm. balance and my social life is heavily linked to my work mm. um, but is there any way you can link your your fitness in any any gaps or I don't know do squats while you're washing up you know any any of those ones that I could have, work do you know what I really want to try and do and if I don't know if any of your listeners can suggest to you but this idea of so you know I, I come up with books for children and so what that means a lot of the time is sitting at my desk and typing typing ideas or, or typing out a manuscript and there is technology that you can use where it's sort of voice typing so I have this Ooh. fantasy I have this fantasy about walking like Dickens Dickens loved walking you know he used to um, write most of his novels in his head first of all and go on long walks I think that's what I'm going to do I'm going to get something on my phone I'm going to talk into my phone talk my stories into existence and still get my um fitness levels up so yeah yeah, so I I I think 
and I feel that that feels like a winner but it's just finding the right bit of text I've tried a couple of things and then you look at what and you might have been walking for a bit and you look at what's actually been typed from the voice typing you're like oh that's not (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's not what I said um so I just (laughs) want to find the right bit of text that you know it's never going to be perfect and obviously you'll go back and edit it and that's fine but at the moment there's a bit of a gap between what's being said and what's being captured thank you for reminding me right because it's one of those ones where put it on your monday list put it on the monday list and just go for a walk i can still work it's just a different way isn't it yeah i'm not saying it's easy but i am sure after you've done your walk on a monday you'd be more creative yeah have more space you know, you'd be firing on a different level. You'd be probably closer to being in the zone and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And in your flow, in your flow. Because when you are in your flow, it's magical, isn't it? You could get, you get so much done. Yeah, yeah. 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 You spoke, well, we're speaking now about flow and and kind of distractions and um, how just to stay focused. Just bringing it back to readers and Mm. our young readers. Mm. So many distractions uh so much going on for them so many messages flying at them from different spaces yes do you have any advice for younger readers or maybe children who are finding it hard to concentrate of getting them into reading finding getting them connected yes to reading yes and I don't know how popular this will be as an answer but I'm just (laughs) going to say it because it's what I believe right but all reading is of value and as parents, you might see other children reading those other really weighty tomes, okay? And your child might just want to read like a comic or a magazine or the back of a cereal packet, right? But all reading has value. And I think what we can do is really often say, oh, don't read that. That's rubbish. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Or that's too babyish for you or don't do that. And actually what we're doing is sort of cutting off that love of that of reading too soon because you know it's a muscle this is what I think Mm. reading is a muscle so all reading is going to be helpful and they'll get onto those onto those other books and you just got to keep on you know feeding the novels but letting the child guide themselves and I touched on it earlier but this whole idea about reading for fun right so not just reading to decode and because it's phonics or not just face your books for education but reading for joy exciting stories stories that might be silly stories that might have farts in them and I said Mm -hmm. it I said farts (laughs) right like I don't I don't really care if the child is reading and loving that reading all the data shows right, that they will do um, better at school, right, reading for fun 
has a bigger impact on your academic um, outcomes than whether your parents went to university, what your socioeconomic group is, the quality of your teachers. Like this has been shown in so many studies. If you just read for fun, it's the key to all of it because exams and passing exams, we can talk about whether this is the right way to test our children or not. But exams is about inference. It's about reading the question and really understanding what the question is asking you, not looking at it at a superficial level. And mm-hmm. that is what reading teaches you. So whether it's a science question or a maths question, reading is the key to all of it. So I just want, I just want other dope black mums to know that because I think if you're of my age and generation, like you read for education, you know, um, and you were, and that was instilled in you and that's, and that's great. But I think reading for fun and for the joy of it is, is, is so important. So basically not to get bougie, not to get elitist, just read. Just read. Just it's read. all right. If they're reading their football magazine, they're actually sitting there and reading that football magazine. Let's celebrate that behavior. Okay. And go, wow, you're reading. And actually the other thing, and I know this is really hard. And this is what I said about cobblers, kids. <laughs> shoot. Um, but actually kids seeing you read is really important. And I laugh because actually a lot of, um, stories I take in are via audiobooks now so when it's when I'm driving somewhere I'm listening to audiobooks my kids don't see me reading so much unless it's on a on holiday and then still it's not even then because I read so much for work so actually when I come home don't necessarily want to read because I've been reading on a screen mm-hmm. or reading a manuscript literally all day but for all other mothers for all other mothers like that and it and you know what it doesn't matter if it's a Mills and Boone it's them seeing you reading yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's them seeing you reading they're like oh okay and they see the value of it nice and I mean and we're all going to get something from that aren't we I love that okay just read basically more of the story read all the stuff read all the things and do you have a go-to like home run three books you'd recommend that should be on everybody's bookshelf so I'm going to say Aziz's Secret Fairy Door which is perfect for readers six plus uh, and is all about a little girl a little black girl who is given on her birthday a fairy door which she needs to decorate she's really frustrated because she thinks she hasn't done it right and there's a little note that comes with the door that says put me by a tree and fairy magic you'll see and she lives in a block of flats right so she doesn't have a garden but she's really resourceful so she puts it by a pot plant instead and that night there's a knock on the other side of the door and she opens it up and she shrinks down she ends up entering this kind of fairy tale kingdom called Shimmerton and she is the hero of this story and the reason why I love this series which full disclosure I'm the co-writer on with my wonderful friend uh, Tola Okogwu is because we're centering a little black girl in a story full of joy and adventure and magic and it's a trauma-free zone and the story isn't around her ethnicity right so her 
ethnicity informs some of her decisions. So when she crosses the door and she's got a fabulous new outfit, she checks if she's still got a headscarf on because this happens at bedtime and it's gone. And she's like, wow, the fairy door thought of everything. Love that fairy door, right? So it was really important to us that our our girls, our children saw themselves in in the story so and what I and the other thing the reason why I love this apart from the fact that I am the co-writer is that it's series fiction so we were talking about that habit of reading being so important um what's great about series if you can get them hooked on the first one it's quite an easy win to keep them reading you know so um so that's a go-to and what's lovely is that's something that I've co-written that I'm reading with my daughter right now because she's the perfect age she's six um and that feels very special because there's just not many books out there that have main characters that look like Aziza or look like my daughter or look like uh, Tola's daughter so that's one brilliant um now in terms of now if you have a child who's more maybe more visual and gets a bit overwhelmed by uh, lots of text, so some children do. Maybe something like um, Dogman or Bunny versus Monkey, and these things are, are, are called graphic novels. So it's lots of images, but there's also text on the page, and they're still doing that inferencing. You know, that thing that I said is really helpful in in exams. You still have to do that with comic strips because, you know, in between each of the panels, you're having to make a leap of deduction, aren't you? So it's really, really helpful for building up that um, reader's muscle. So, yeah, I'd say some graphic. That that was two in there, wasn't there? So it was Bunny versus Monkey and um, Dogman. And I'm going to throw in Diary of the Wimpy Kid in that same category. So if you have a okay. child who is like, oh, too, too many words, it's really hard, I don't want to do it, try them on something like that. And then the last one I'm going to recommend is, oh, this is really tricky. I'm going to <laughs> recommend um, Future Hero, which is for seven to nine-year-olds. And this centers... Uh, a young black boy called Jarrell who goes to the barber shop, gets a symbol cut into his hair. And I really wanted to sort of celebrate barber shops and the fact that sometimes, um, you know, black boys can get penalised for their hair, just like black girls can. There's a lot of conversation around black girls, not necessarily around black boys. And so the whole thing about celebrating having, you know, a pattern in your hair. And then this is his passport to cross the barber shop mirror into an Afro-futuristic world where he discovers that he is a descendant of a, of a great warrior. And it's kind of a story uh, that is centering that experience you have when you're, when you're of the diaspora, whereas you, you know your family came from West Africa, but many of those connections have been broken, right? So for this young boy, Jarrell, the, the kingdom that he enters into is kind of a way of talking about that cultural heritage but then we have lots of sort of adventure and magic and all kinds going on at the same time. That so I recommend that one as well. a beautiful hit list, a beautiful hit list. And I just beamed the whole way through listening to all of those descriptions. It, it feels so beautiful, yet it does feel fresh, you know, a little, a little new. And I can, I can understand how needed this is. So can yes. you just tell me a little bit about how StoryMix came about? So obviously the founder of StoryMix and you're developing 
books that put children of color at the center, put children of color at the forefront and celebrating culture. Um, I, I know the importance, but can you just tell us a bit about how it came to be and the sort of feedback you're getting from your yeah. readers, the feedback you're getting from your audience? Um, so it was a long journey. Okay, so I've worked in publishing for 18 years. My first job was on the graduate trainee program at Penguin. And, um, you know, coming out of university, I was really ambitious, really ambitious, wanted to rise up through the ranks, become a commissioning editor, become an editorial director. And, you know, I swallowed a lot of stuff. I swallowed a lot of stuff when they were at acquisition meetings or saying, oh, well, we're not going to buy this book because, you know, it's got a black character or Asian character that's not going to sell in Croatia or wherever. And just sort of sitting in the room, not saying anything, right? Because I'm like, I'm just going to keep my head down. I'm going to progress. I'm going to progress. I'm going to progress. And then it was when my son, I was on, I was on maternity leave with my, with my youngest and my older child was moving on from picture books to chapter books. We're in the bookshop and I'm looking around at all of these books on the shelves. Um, and I've got this little guy here who I've, you know, he's, he's a bookworm. We love reading together and I couldn't see him on the shelf anywhere. I could see horrid Henry for days, <laughs> right? But I couldn't see my little boy anywhere in these pages. And I had this moment of real rage, but I couldn't just be raging at publishing because I was publishing. I was a part of publishing. Right. But when those chickens came home to roost and it is my own child and I'm like, what are we saying? What are we saying to children, to black kids when it comes to reading and they're invisible? We're saying that these books aren't for them. They're not going to vocalise it to us. Well, maybe some some might, right? They're not going to vocalise it, but they might turn to TV or they might turn to football or music or other places where they see people that look like them or their dad or their cousins or uncles or aunties or whatever. And I was just like, I just, it can't, it can't. I just, I was just like, I can't let it be. So then I decided that I would take all the learning that I had as an author um, because my side hustle was writing books for kids. I was going to take all my learning being a commissioning editor and I was going to create this fiction studio and I was going to be really clear to the industry that I was going to focus on black and brown kids. And in 2018, when I did that, that radical. felt like a really brave, radical thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now it's like common sense, isn't it? It's like basic. Mm-hmm. But then... And I remember at this point I was living in the um, uh, countryside in the Cotswolds and I had like friends, NCT friends. And I said, look, this is my business idea. And they're like, oh, but isn't that a bit, don't you want to be the change you want to see? Shouldn't it be all children? Yeah. And I was like. I already felt nervous as soon as you said said that. that. I was like, no, no, it's not going to be all children. All children can and should read these books and will love these books. I'm going to center these children. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to center these children. Like this is, these are their adventures. We're seeing the world through their eyes. They are the center of this narrative. And um, yeah, it felt radical at the time. It really did. And, you know, you know, so I'm there, I'm developing this content and then we get to 2020. We have the murder of George Floyd. Mm. And then, exactly the thing that I'm developing is exactly the thing that publishing wants. Yeah. 
and what a it, beautiful moment yeah and I my feet have not touched the ground since I have just been go 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 I cannot get the content out fast enough and what I love about my business is that it there was a version where I could have just written books as an author but doing it like a fiction studio, almost like a TV production company, I'm bringing people through with me. So I, I sort of partner up with up and coming writers. We create these books, take them to market, and then I see them fly. So, um, for example, Tola, who I co-wrote Aziza with, she's written a fantastic book called On Yaker and the Academy of the Sun. I which, know yeah, book. you know it, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's. It's about busting the door wide open and like, look, look at all this talent. Look at all this talent and look at these books we're going to be creating. And we're adding some seasoning to the shelves. Just That's, facts. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're doing it so eloquently and so just, yeah, very classy how you're doing it. And, and it's you. beautiful to see. Can you share any feedback from your audience, from your community, anything that's really touched you? from the work that you've been doing? Quite a few things, actually. And what's really lovely is, uh, I know people can be quite down on social media, um, but what really often happens is I'll get a lovely thing sort of drop into, or someone will DM Story Mix. And when it, like World Book Day last year, uh, someone sent this picture of their daughter dressed up like Aziza and like, like this amazing message just saying, you know, before this series existed, there wasn't anyone that she could look to and say, that's a girl who looks like me with fairy wings, right? It's really, and it, I mean, how ridiculous to be in it's 2022. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like, but thank you for giving her that choice. Thank you for um, creating a series where she can see herself and revel in the beauty of herself as a little black girl who has wings, having a fabulous time, you yeah. know? Yeah, and, and well done to you for doing that, for, for providing that and, and the team and, and all the hustle and all, and all the kind of pain, sweat, tears, everything it takes to do what you're doing whilst still parenting. Just That's well cool. done, because it's just <laughs> incredible. It's incredible. How can we find out more about Story Mix? Yes, so... Um, Story Mix, you can head to our website, storymix.co.uk, or we're Story Mix Studio on Instagram and Twitter. Um, we've got loads of wonderful books coming through. Um, just last month, we had the Lizzie and Belle Mysteries published, which is um, a mystery series that centers two black girls in the 1700s, mm -hmm. uh, based on real life black British figures. So Dido Bell and Lizzie Sancho. Lizzie's the daughter of Ignatius Sancho, the first black man in England to vote. He wrote music, he owned his own tea shop. So these are real life figures, but we've wrapped this sort of fictional mystery around them that they solve and it's all about sisterhood and oh it's just it's just exquisite so um yeah you can check out our website and then you can also check out my author website which is jasminerichards.com my new novel is called the unmorrow curse which is a sort of fantasy adventure um caper as well uh yeah there's there's lots there's lots 
that's come out lots still to come and sorry nina just quick shout out it's just i'm always looking for new writers to work with with story mix so also if you go to the website you can see the bit that says write for us there's an application form there so if you have aspirations of writing for children and would like to do it in a collaborative way hit us up amazing 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 thank you so much for sharing thank you so much for being here I just love everything you're doing and sending you lots of love. Oh, thank you, Nina. Dope Black Mums. If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums. Thanks so much for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.